I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time AFL podcast for round 18, 2017. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who a few hours ago put Eddie Betts' appendix on eBay. It's Adam Rosenbachs. You say it like that, you make it sound crass. <laughs> now, okay, young Eddie, uh, he had appendicitis, he was rushed to hospital. It's not yeah. great, but it's a, it's a keyhole operation these days. It's not a big deal. They yeah. get you in, they cut you open, boom, it's gone. It's mm-hmm. out. Now, I, did, I do have said appendix, but it's in a lovely glass box. <laughs> it's signed by Eddie Betts. Oh, yeah. He was groggy. He got on board. Yeah, he was, well, technically he didn't get on board, but, you know, he was there. <laughs> you forged a signature. Let's just say that. It was done by Eddie's hand. <laughs> I moved his arm. Technically, it's an Eddie Betts signature. <laughs> technically. It talks about, uh, so, yeah, it says Eddie Betts, uh, Appendix, one of one. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Yeah. It's okay. the only one available. So yep. if you go on to eBay, uh, you can snap it up. Uh, bid start at $500. Okay. Oh, that's cheap. I reckon, I reckon it's cheap. good. Oh, yeah. So there's a bit of a Tony Gregg-like memorabilia kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You'd see during the cricket. And um, you know it's authentic. There's a photo of me with an unconscious Eddie and being escorted out of hospital. <laughs> Giving the thumbs up. Giving the thumbs up, yeah. <laughs> You're waving a flare. Yes. So <laughs> I, I, think it's a, I think it's a lovely tribute. Any Adelaide or Carlton fans out there mm-hmm. who would love... Because, you know, everyone can get a, a signed footy jumper. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got a football at home. Yeah, that's, sure. You know, you got a share and it's signed by fucking half the Collingwood Premiership yeah, team yeah, from 1990. Yeah. You know they're not authentic. This yeah. one, it's a one, it's a one of a kind appendix. Well, I mean, I, I think you you recognise on the wall here at uh, Wayne Jackson Studios, um, we do have a bit of memorabilia. Well, that is true. In fact, we have uh, the uh, half a finger from Daniel Chick. Yes, <laughs> 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 which is which is pretty good. I um, also just uh, you've probably forgotten that to your left is uh, Ricky Nixon's boxer shorts <laughs> from the hotel room. We have some great memorabilia it's here. It's actually a really kind of classical. It's better than the Hall of Fame. I reckon. Oh fuck yeah, 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 yeah. No, you want to come through forget forget your mcg tour people yeah. should do a tour of wayne jackson studios we got uh warwick kappa's uh brain <laughs> which he hasn't used for quite some time that yeah. looks uh looks pretty old what do you reckon you get for a uh, appendix do you reckon if not as much as you, if you had like a kidney or a lung or something something uh, that could yeah. be used again because yeah, appendixes yeah. we don't really require yeah sure have you had them out your no appendix? no i've still got it man i'm, yeah. I'm complete human how yeah. about you uh no i've still got them too yeah yeah yeah, it's interesting, uh, the human body evolution, how we uh, actually don't require it. Yeah, no, it, it is that. And that, I, mean, that I mean, God works in mysterious oh, ways. He does, Michael, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, John 3.16 often said, no, you know, would that make Eddie Betts a better player now, now that he's, he's lighter? That's a good point. Well, yeah, one, one actually thing I noticed, he, um, mm. he said he'll be back next week. So he won't be playing this Saturday. No, but he'll be back, be back the following next week. week. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I suppose like it's uh, a few stitches. So it's well, yeah, it's awful. not intrusive. Yeah. but it, it is weird. They have gone into your body cavity. Yeah, yeah. Like you are. Uh, I mean, if I had my appendix out today, like I, I wouldn't be pay- playing in 
two weeks. No? Guarantee that. What if you're an uh, opposition player? Are you allowed to go up, just go the appendix? Punch, oh, yeah. Punch okay, where the appendix like was. Like when they hit the glove like Matthew Lloyd was wearing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Or are yeah. you allowed to like uh, come out with a, a scalpel? Yeah. Cut Eddie open. <laughs> yeah. Reach around in there. Go, where's your appendix, you soft fuck? Can you taunt him? Taunt him. Come yeah, like, absolutely. Hey, hey, mate. Fucking, fucking where's your fucking appendix, mate? Hey, hey, we've oh. all got him. We've all got him. Can you do that? Because remember someone brought up Adam Ramanaskis's cancer. Okay. And they everyone just went, whoa, no, oh, go. Too zone. far, too yeah, far. Yeah, too far. Yeah. Is that the same with an appendix? Yeah. Do we have that love of that appendage, <laughs> of that organ? Is it a, it's not an organ, is it? No. No, I think, it, I think it'd be an organ, yeah. Really? Yeah. It's just not a vital one. No, no. It's just my, as we said, God works in mysterious <laughs> ways, Adam. <laughs> you always say that. I'm yeah. sick of it. Gary Ablett Senior. Yes. Mysterious ways. Kind of back alley punch on kind of ways. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> right, a, right on lawnmower down the street yeah. kind of mysterious ways. <laughs> yeah, you know, at training, if they don't hit you on the chest, to kind of let it bump away. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of thing. You know, punching a pizza man. Punching your pizza man. <laughs> mysterious. Say, say there's a video night on a Tuesday night and uh, it's a team bonding exercise and everyone rocks up with like four or five beers uh-huh. and you, in a mysterious way, rock up with a bottle of Galliano <laughs> and proceed to drink the whole thing. A mysterious ways like that that you and, I, you and I... Yeah, you just can't, yeah. you can't put your finger on why they happen. <laughs> they just happen. But you've got to get around him. Uh, get around him. Yeah. Now, so. you're back. You're back from your, your sojourn overseas. I am back. I apologise for last week. We, uh, I wasn't on air, but thank you for Nick Maxwell for coming on. But uh, I didn't have good enough internet. Yeah, my hotel. we had technical issues. Yeah, we had technical issues, yeah. yeah. So I was in Berlin at the time of that uh, uh-huh. broadcast. And I want to say thank you to – I've got a list here. I want to say thank you to Sebastian, a uh, friend of the show, listener of the show, mm-hmm. uh, who moved to Melbourne from Berlin earlier this year, and he gave me suggestions of, like, uh, where to stay. Oh, yeah. He gave me a few hints of what to do over in Berlin. So I yep. stayed about for four days. And, uh, that so was, do you uh, go, to the book, go to book burning? Uh, yeah, burn a few books. Yeah, yes, right. yes. I was wondering how long I'd get to Hitler uh, yeah, yeah. before you bring it to Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Given your, uh, the, your own family uh, were uh, troops. Uh, <laughs> Bloody good troops, too, mate. Get around them. <laughs> Pride of Germany. Yeah. Uh, so I want to say thank you, Sebastian, for that. It's very kind of you. Um, and let me think, what did I do? Got up to, I ate a pork, pork knuckle. Oh, yeah. Went down to a restaurant, Sebastian. Suggested and chucked myself down some pork. Were there any uh, sporting events on in Berlin at the time? Uh, not really, no. Let me think. Football season would have been not on. No. Um, I guess it's midsummer. They yeah. don't really have a summer sport over there, do they? Mm, yeah, actually, that's a good question, actually. Sebastian, you might be able to answer this because in Australia, we have like the footy cricket kind of thing. Like, yeah. In summer. And America has baseball. Yeah, what is the kind of summer sport of Germany? Yeah. I was thinking of going up to the, uh, the Olympic Stadium. Didn't get a chance to do that. I imagine yep. you could do a tour of that. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah. But uh, I have a gift, Adam, for you. Oh, from Germany? Not from Germany. Okay, but from, from, from Europe? From my European trip. From the continent? From the continent. Fantastic. I have a trip. I have a, have a gift. Okay. Now, it's a very special gift. Okay. Cost me four... Don't tell me the price. I don't want to know. Well, the price on the back. Oh. I'll let you show. Anyway. But I if it's still Euro, I won't be able to do the conversion. Yeah. I don't, I don't okay. know what it's going for at the I moment. I want to present to you a gift right now. Yep. It's on air. You can tell everyone what it is. Okay. Uh, it's worth €4.99. And I see it's uh, got Disney written on the back. I and think it's about Taiwan. seven bucks, I think. Don't tell me. That, that is hauntingly uh, sickening. That's a Disneyland 25 anniversary fridge magnet. Yeah. With Mickey and Minnie on the front. And how appreciative are you? Re- really appreciative. <laughs> I'm wondering, uh, does it, is the underside of the fridge magnetic? The underside? Yeah, like underneath the fridge. 
yeah. <laughs> for when I toss it under there. <laughs> Thank you, mate. I, I, do, I do appreciate it. Yeah, I think that's all I'd got. Like, uh, yeah, that's the only thing I bought for people. I've, I, I got a fridge magnet in Paris and London and Berlin. Yeah. And that's it. That's all I bought for the whole trip. Okay. You didn't... Was there any talk of James Heard when you were in... Did you see Gil? Sorry, there's two questions without notice. Gil and I did have lunch. Oh, yeah. Uh, How was that? In Berlin, yep. yes. Uh, we talked over a, a number of issues. Uh-huh. Um, and then we got on... Um, interestingly, we actually have um, on our phones, strangely enough, we could log into Simon Lathleen's Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's red hot now, isn't he? You know what? Uh, he's Gil's brother, Hamish, who's, mm-hmm. a, of course, a, uh, a commentator. And a broadcaster on uh, SDN in Melbourne. Yeah, he said that, uh, you know, because a lot of people were saying Gil shouldn't have been over in, in Europe at yeah, the time, gotcha. you know, going yeah. to watch the Tour de France, cause especially with everything that's gone on in the last couple of weeks. Now, I, I like the idea that, you know, Tour de France, when they see, like, uh, they have the people on the side of the yeah. road, they're dressed, you know, there's, like, a guy dressed as the devil. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Fucking the devil. And it's like, it. it's the tradition on the third day is yeah. uh, Francois and his windmill. And yeah. he's dressed. Do you reckon Gil gets costumed up? Oh, there's no doubt about it. Put something like a uni blacks jumper or something? Or no, no, no. He dressed more like um, he dresses like. Oh Ali. no, he'd wear that fucking fancy dress he wore to the Warnable race. <laughs> yeah, that kind of yellow, the mustard jacket, <laughs> yeah. the cap. No, I was going to say he dresses like Ali Faour and just goes around snapping, snapping people. people. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> like they're not expecting it. They're like, "What's going on here, guy? That's AFL theme. Don't worry about it." Uh, so what Hamish said... Well, Hamish said there's no good time for Gil to go on holidays. As in, I mean, when's he going to go? Absolutely. You know? I mean, obviously, the season only goes for 27 weeks. Yeah. And, and, and like, what other chances yeah. does he have to go away? And the two weeks after that, after the grand final, I mean, even though there's almost nothing on, I uh-huh. mean, there's a parade to get to. He's got to get to a grand <laughs> final parade. There's uh, there's post post grand final celebrations to be had. What if there's a draw? He can't book in that week. No way. Although it's it's overtime now. There is no draw. Well, there, no, there's a draw. Isn't there a draw? No, we're going to OT. Really? And it's go- isn't it golden behind? Oh, yeah, I think you're right, actually. Yeah, it's golden behind this year, which would be terrible if that comes to fruition. It's oh, got to be a goal. It'd be awful. Yeah. So, Gil only has the option of maybe 27... 26 or so weeks yeah. to go on holiday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so he picks the, those options to go during the year. During the football during season. The season. Well, because that's the best weather, I guess. Also when there's like heaps and heaps of pressure and articles about... Yeah, look, people say it's a dysfunctional organisation. Uh, yeah. about the morals. And he just goes, well, I don't want to go. <laughs> but you know how you know how when you book first-class tickets... Yeah, yeah. Fucking that, it, gets, it kills you when you've got to cancel them. But also, what's he doing watching the Tour de France? Like, I get it when you're kind of in country, country France and you're kind of standing on the edge. But, like, don't those go by you really quick? Well, I would thought, I would have thought so. And, yeah. and where, where's he watching it? Like, yeah, is he, is he, he just happened to be in Paris and he's near the Champs-Élysées? Or is he at the final stage? Like, yeah. the, like the finishing line, essentially. Which is not part of the race. That's when they just cruise in, they're drinking champagne uh, and yeah, having they're fun. Not, yeah, they're not... Yeah, they're they're not on the work. stage Yeah, before. they've already done it, yeah. It's like winning the prelim and then just going to do the grand final. Yeah, yeah, they're just kind of strolling just going, down. Yeah, you're they? not allowed to win, mate. Yeah, like the teams get together and they're kind of, you know, they're toasting each other and yeah. then Tina Arena comes out and sings the national anthem. Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, so so Gil, well, but you know, we don't we don't know, we don't know. Maybe his travel agent fucked it up. Uh huh. He's going, oh fuck. Oh, well, I tell you what, my fucking travel agent fucked up. Oh, here I, we go. I went uh, here we go. from Dubai to Melbourne, right? Yeah. And uh, had a fucking stopover in Singapore. I had no idea. Really? Yeah, I found out when I was 
about to get on the plane. Like they announced, like from Mel- from Dubai to Singapore, had nothing on my documents about it. Like because there's a lot of flights from Melbourne to Dubai. Yeah, well, the thing is, like, I, I mean, I'm not too fast. I kind of broke it up. Like, you know, it's like two seven hour trips or whatever. Yeah, but uh. There was nothing on my documents to say that. There was not told by the travel agent. And I was like, that sounds like quite a large thing you should tell me. Well, yeah, you should be aware of that. Because if you had got on the plane and just fucking got on the steel knocks and the Red Bull. Yeah. Googed up. And then just fucking you wake up. You know, they're dragging you off the plane and you, <laughs> you've pissed yourself. Yeah, because then I announced like uh, when we land in Singapore, they kind of do the thing of like, you know, bringing drugs into the country. Yeah, is, you yeah. know, quite illegal. And then you kind of think to yourself, no matter where you are, you're thinking, oh, fuck, have I got heroin on me? Like, <laughs> yeah. You're very paranoid. Yeah, you're checking your, you're checking your anal cavity yeah. in your cell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And you were doing that seven hours early. <laughs> People next to me. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got gear? Who's got, well, th- thank you for the delightful magnet, man. I do appreciate it. And it is a pleasure just to be back to, uh, you know. Well, you're it's, excited. it's exciting to get back into your own country, isn't yeah, it? To get back yeah. into the footy. You've missed it for three it's weeks. It's the greatest it's country in the world, mate. And yeah, no, uh, you're it's right. just good to sit back. I look forward to Thursday night, just putting it my feet, just getting back to my old habits, just yep. watching Hutchie on the footy show. Just seen what mate, Hutchie mate, and mate, Sam mate, are up mate. to, uh, and Rebecca Michael, Madden. It's, uh, it's going to be a great time. i got to stop you there. Wait, wait, what? what? Is it's, everything... Everything's normal, right? We've got the traditional the footy show still Hutchison every Thursday night. Footy show's still going. Okay. Not this Thursday. They're having a break. Oh. You know when you you know when you rest you rest a player? Yep. Because you, you're getting ready for the finals. Give them a week off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you so you're resting, yeah. you know. They're, okay. they're old, they're weary. Yeah. So you give them a rest. And um and Hutchie Hutchie had to be I'm sorry, I don't know how to say this. Hutchie had to be put down, mate. What? Hutchie's dead. Really? Hutchie's wait, wait dead. a second. Wait, that's a big leap. Yeah, uh, I know, I know. They, they're, they're brutal at Channel 9. Fucking hell. And uh, Eddie Maguire. Back, back you know the, You know the guy, he's, um, you, I don't know if you've heard of him. He, he's the president of Collingwood. Okay, it rings a bell. Yeah. Yeah. Is he some kind of game show host? Uh, apparently, yeah. And yeah, he, does, yeah. he does a little bit of radio as well. You may okay. have seen him. You yep, may have come across sure, his path. Sure, he sure. wears a suit a lot. Yep. Does he have like fifteen other positions? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's fairly busy. Okay. Does he maybe not seem to like like his wife or anything? No, <laughs> no. He hates his family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's him. That's him. Yeah. So he's taken over the footy show. Mate, really? it's huge. You know what he said? He said he's going to put the fun back into the footy show. Put the fun back. The fun is going back into the footy show. Awesome. Because you know, if you didn't see it, and many of our uh, international listeners will be aware of the story, of course, because it's an international story. Mm-hmm. But last week, Sam Newman, uh, for the two-hour duration of the show, refused to talk. Yeah, that's Every weird. time they crossed to him, he'd be like, oh, I can't say anything about that. Not talking about that. And wasn't that like on his own little protest about not yes. being allowed to do something? Well, he wasn't allowed, and this is fair enough. I mean, I would, I would, I would have gone harder if I was Sam. Uh-huh. But he, they, on the, the Tuesday production meeting, he said that he wanted to wear a dress on the footy show. And obviously, the people at the footy show have gone, well... Mate, it's the footy show. You don't wear a dress on the footy show. What do you think this is? The footy show. This is the footy show. (laughs) (laughs) So he wasn't allowed to wear a dress. This is legit. He wasn't allowed to wear a dress and he cracked it. And on the Thursday night, they weren't even sure if he was going to turn up. No way. And then when he did, he got there late uh-huh. and he just refused to talk on the show be- all because he wasn't allowed to wear a dress. So Hachi got sacked for that. <laughs> yeah, so Hachi, Hachi copped the brunt of that. I so, Hachi, yeah. So I'm just glad that here at uh, Wayne Jackson Studios that we are an uh, equal, would you say equal opportunity or just equal uh, costume dress? Like the, the fact that you let me wear a dress in here every week. Yeah, yeah, I'm I good think like he's that. Quite, yeah, you are, you are very good and I, yeah. and I do appreciate that. Yeah. So it says big changes afoot down at the footy show. I reckon it's a good idea, though, like by the fact that uh, it probably should have been a move they made about three years ago, I reckon, to yeah. get Eddie back in. Yeah. So you think maybe by the time Beck Madden came in that they should have moved on? 
Because she filled in for when she came in when Gary left. Is that right? Yeah. So they should have made the change then. Got rid of JB. Not even really, hide back. Well, I think didn't Eddie give it up in uh, about 07 or so when he moved on to being CEO of Nine. Yes, so that's it's correct. About good 10, 10 years or so. Yeah. yeah. And so that must have been when uh, Gareth yeah. and uh, Brayshaw took over. Yeah. So then the year last year when Gareth touched a man's wallet and wife. Yep. Or, wi- <laughs> or wife. <laughs> and had to leave. Yep, yep. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. And then um, James B uh, came in. And then Dan, mm, Dan, he wanted to mm, spend a bit more time with the family. Yeah. So it, I think it'd be good. And actually, it renews the interest in the show itself, doesn't it? Well, it'll mean a lot of people are going to are gonna come back to it on that first show. Just check it out. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I'll be checking it out. Let's yeah. see what kind of what kind of outfit Sam's going to wear. Yeah. And, That's uh, what people will be tuning in for. And I think we've probably heard the last uh, thing Rebecca Madden will ever say on TV. <laughs> yes, that's about it. Did you see her in the press conference? <laughs> you were telling me, yeah. Yeah, so in the press conference, I just reckon in her head she's just like, oh, and this will be the last time I speak. Yeah, that's, I don't uh, get to talk anymore. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> there's one point where he goes, oh, Beck will talk in a minute. And she's like, oh, fuck. This is the way it's going to be. But you know what's going to be fun? Mm-hmm. You know who does put the fun back into footy? Mm-hmm. It's the Junk Time AFL live podcast. Oh, that's right, of course, yeah. on September 3. September 3 at 3 Sunday, o'clock. Yeah, at the yeah. European Beer Cafe. We've got our guest, Luke Hodge. It's going to be fantastic. Hodge! He's announced his retirement. Fuck, he's going to be boozed. It could be his final like uh, final game on that round 23. Yes. Against the Doggies. Yeah. And uh, I think they're talking about making it a Friday night spectacular. That'll be huge. And then we'll be the first ones to get him. Like, I mean, he'll do a little bit of kind of press conference stuff like that afterwards. No. But we're going to be the first ones to get Hodgie to sit down. Yeah. And say, tell us what you really think. And yeah. he'll be off the leash. Oh, mate, the questions I've got to Is ask. Is retired, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we've got so much to find out about. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, did you... Um did you like Sam Mitchell? Okay, no, you didn't. All right, let's move on to the next one. That will Why did you a, like Sam Mitchell? That probably will be a question. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So when, uh, so when those two people found the uh, medical records, <laughs> stole the medical records. Yeah, he can tell us how many strikes he's on. <laughs> Fuck, we can ask him if he knows how many strikes he's on. And then we'll just have a we'll just uh, have a fat line in front of him. <laughs> we'll get to quality coke. So stop talking now. Yeah, we, yeah. We're, we're going to spoil we, it. You don't want him to listen and yeah, not, yeah, not true. show up. No, no, no. He'll be into it. Yeah. He's not paying for it. Uh, the general mate. Going to be great. Yes, it will be. So you can get to uh, trybooking.com, uh, type in junk time. We come up, get your tickets. It's going to be a fun afternoon. We're still, uh, as I said, we're still waiting on a couple more uh, guests to fall into place, but it's going to be a fun afternoon no matter what happens. Maybe one of those guests could be Gary Pert now. He could be off the leash as well. It's pretty, it's a lot of shit's happening down at Collingwood. Like, mm. is there any other club in the country we'd talk about if their CEO resigned? I suppose he's probably the highest profile CEO. Let me think. Stephen Trigg, is he still around? Yeah, he's at Carlton. Yeah. So he'd be a, he'd be a high-profile one. But he was only high-profile because he got fined for paying Kurt Tippett under the table. But he was a big one. He was at Collingwood and then he went to Carlton. No, he was at Adelaide. Oh, okay. So who was the guy who was at Carlton, who from, went from Collingwood to Carlton? Oh, you mean Greg Swan? Yeah, No, Greg but isn't Swan. that footy manager? I don't think he's a CEO. No, he was CEO, wasn't he? You sure? Pretty sure. No, no, you've lost your mind, I mate. don't know who Hawthorne's one at the minute because the former one went to the MCG. So he's run, running that now. Okay. Well, who's your uh, who's the lady that's at your club? Is that your president? Uh, no, she'd be the CEO. She's the yeah. CEO now. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. Who are other ones? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Mark Evans, CEO at, at the Gold Coast. Now. Yes, we yeah. know that one because yeah. it's a big one because he went from the AFL. But that, that'd be about all I know. Yeah, we only know a few, don't we? Well, yeah. who's Matt Finnis? Is he the president at St Kilda or is he the CEO? And what's the difference? Well, the CEO gets paid, doesn't he? president doesn't get paid. 
Yeah, CEO is like a... He's the boss of everything. Kind of the boss of everything. And then there's like a board, yeah, who kind of make decisions about coaches and the like. Yeah. And what's the president do? Well, Interviews. Part, he's part of that board. Yeah, okay. He's yeah. just the head of the board. But does he answer... Can the president hire and or fire the CEO? Yeah, I reckon. But uh, I think as part of the board... I, I'm not really sure about corporate story, but like, I figure if like, there are eight people on a board, they want to appoint a coach. Right. They oh, so it goes through everyone. Yeah. And probably the CEO has a bit of a say in it, but also sometimes CEO serves at the pleasure of the board. So perhaps the CEO is more the business side of the yeah. of the club? Yeah, yeah. So he goes, uh, you, we make um, jumpers $84, not 82 Yeah, I think that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, if you want to put a number on the jumper, you've got to pay $5 at the merch shop. Yeah. That's me. I made that clear. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's good. So, yeah, how are, I mean, Collingwood, are they are they in disarray at the moment? I mean, they had a great win against the West Coast Eagles mm. yesterday. Yeah, Fantastic. really great. Come yeah. from behind. Mm. West Coast should have won that. But uh, the, the fighting spirit of Collingwood was great. Mm. And they had some massive outs. Mm. At the same time, they lost. Did you see Travis Varco go down? But I think that didn't have two people on concussion. Uh, yeah, well, Darcy Moore uh, basically the bench. broke his neck and Arch. Travis Varco landed on his head. Yeah, I'm seeing the picture now. Yeah, so uh, Pert's been there for 10 years. Yes, got there in 2007. And you know what he did, though? It was a bit weird back then when he got the job because he was working in radio, I believe, at the time. I think he might have been working at Osteria. Osteria, yes, yeah. which uh, is Triple M and Fox FM And then Eddie got the job at Channel 9. No, I tell you what, he was working at Channel 9. So Eddie got the job at Channel 9 and then Pert was working there and so then Pert, Eddie kind of slid him into the CEO job at Collingwood, which I felt at the time I was like, that's really weird that you... It sounds like the Trump campaign. Well, it's, it, I just found it weird that kind of, I think it's a strange... Uh, Connection? That, yeah, by the fact you go, hey, I've got a, I've, I, I kind of, it's almost like I've got two... Two companies with me. Yeah, I yeah. I go, hey, I'm going to get rid of you, but I'll, I'll put you in my my own company. I'll put you. I'll put you where I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we don't need you nine anymore. Anyway, he uh, said the timing is perfect to announce his resignation after mm. a decade at the helm of Australia's bigger club. Pert told President Eddie Maguire last week he was leaving with public decision made public less than 24 hours after a stirring win over West Coast. What's stirring? Ten years is enough to implement the outcomes that will come from the blueprint review. Collingwood needs someone prepared to go. Oh, okay, yeah, gotcha. So now they're doing the internal review. He doesn't think he's going to be there for the long haul. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I've had enough of this shit. Yeah, a bit like the coach. He may not be there for yeah. much longer. Yes, that's right. No, but you know, you know what he wants to do? He wants to spend more time with his family. Oh, really? Get so, around the family. Yeah, get around the family. I think if you've learnt nothing from the ablets, it's to get around your family. Well, there's a picture of him hugging his wife, Andy, A-N-D-I. That's incorrectly spelt. Someone should tell her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I suppose uh, he'll move on to... Oh, wait a second. They bring up Gubby Allen here. Uh, the the magpies under Pert have already botched one staff transition. Oh, that's right. They brought in Gubby Allen last yeah. year and then he's had, had to be a year off because of the old um, Whitfield thing. Yes. Yeah, okay. So they're looking. They're going to be looking for a few... Is it, just up top, at the top end there, they're going to be looking for a few... Uh, there's there's there job might, vacancies. There might be a couple of positions to fill. Yeah, yeah. they're saying that uh, potentially Nick Maxwell... Could get the job really, like from left field. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was reading today. They said, you know, it's a bit of a left field one, but uh, he's got apparently got a you know bit of a business acumen. Really, and so they could throw him in there. Okay, he could be the general yelling at people from the from the the office. Does he wear a glove when he does it? Of course he does. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, and no one around him really rates him. Mm. Like he's certainly not the best CEO in there. Yeah, (laughs) but he gets the job done. (laughs) Everyone at Collingwood really likes him. But uh, but great win by Collingwood, and does that. 
Does that make it more difficult when you're thinking about Bucks now? I mean, he got he, he's getting the players are still playing for him. That's what no, you're saying. right. You're right. And what, wasn't there a big show of emotion on the field uh, after they won? Huge cuddle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's an interesting one by the fact that yeah, I think they, I think the players like him. Yeah. I think he probably isn't the worst coach going around. No. Uh, but at the same time, let me see, one, two, three, four, five years. If they don't, you know, make finals this year, that's five years without finals. Yeah. Now, how many coaches can survive five years without finals? Fuck, there's not many, is there? No, no. So that's the big question. Yeah. But at the same time... Who's around? Who's who around? Who replaces him? Yeah. So are they going to be the guys who want a big fish? So a Clarko or something? Do they just go, fuck, two million bucks to Clarko? Yeah, yeah. Or and I mean, GWS signed up Leon Cameron on a long-term deal just because you know so many, so many people weren't circling Leon Cameron, <laughs> and they've gone fuck. We better, we better, we better snap him up. Does anyone want Leon Cameron to go to their club? Uh, no, he'll be a Premiership player, cap, uh, coach, obviously. Um, but you know, has a little bit more to do with. You or I that. could coach that team. I know. Yeah, yeah. I'd say, hey, Toby, stop hitting people. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking sorted. But yeah, I think that's the big thing. It's like uh, I, th- I think they're probably looking around. I reckon they're searching around, going, who can we get? Who can we? Yep, yep. Because already, I, I think, I think yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. You know, the Pies made finals like next year or something. Yeah, you know? like I think mm. they're always on the verge. They are on the verge. Yeah, they're verging. But uh, but yeah, five years of that final was a big thing. But also, yeah. it's a massive thing to fire Nathan Buckley for Eddie to do that. Yes, yes. And then there are a few whispers kind of during the week too, a few articles and like saying, you know, should Eddie go as well? And he's been there twenty years. So it's a long time. It is a long. Yeah. yeah I can't, I can't. Who's, who would be the longest serving after him president? Oh, I don't know. Um, I can't even think. Yeah. Jeannie Pratt, probably. Yeah, I don't know too many kind of... I mean, again, she's, not our, uh, she's not our president as such, but, you know. I can't, again, like, I kind of, you know, know a few CEOs, but I kind of can't, couldn't name you too many presidents either. Couldn't you? Um, you saw him down the street, you couldn't go up and go, g'day, g'day, Mark, Matt LeBlanc. Oh, yeah, Matt LeBlanc. Yeah. Matt LeBlanc. Oh, I forgot to say, I was on, uh, I was on radio with uh, Commissioner Gordon on Friday. Were you really? Yeah. Huh. And I called him Commissioner Gordon. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I called him the Commissioner. Oh, no. And like he made a Batman reference. ABC Melbourne or something? Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. I was on ABC Radio. We are doing tips with John Fain, and he yeah. was on the radio from, uh, uh, on the phone from Cairns, because that's where they were playing uh-huh. Gold Coast. Uh-huh. And uh, I said, uh, Commissioner Gordon, can I, can I ask you a question? You're selling your home games. Do you mind? Can I buy... A Western Bulldogs home game for 500 bucks. We'll put it at Brunswick Street Oval. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As I said, Bob Murphy would love that. Uh-huh. And he said I'd have to come back with a better offer. Oh, jeez. So I said, go Shut fuck you yourself. Down, yeah. 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 And it got a bit weird because it was on air. So, <laughs> so yeah, he, we, I called him Commissioner Gordon. I thought, I'm fucking, I'm going for it. And he, and he loved it. That's fun, man. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, mate, I am fun. I'm a fun dude. We need to go on radio. That's it. the kind of wackiness you can see at our live show. Just say to Matt LeBlanc. Yeah. got to talk to Matt LeBlanc and call him Matt LeBlanc. And he'd be like, what are you talking about? Yeah, like, I don't know. No, yeah. it's my, not my name. It's like, <laughs> Mr. LeBlanc. Yeah, Mr. LeBlanc to you. Kevin Sheedy has an idea, Adam. Uh, you know what I, I love hearing? I what just, does he not have an idea? Yeah, and, and I love hearing that phrase. Mm. Sheeds has got an idea. Because I know I'm going to sit down, I'm going to think, and I'm going to go... That's the stupidest thing I've ever fucking heard. <laughs> I just know it because, you know, he's out of the game, but he's not out of the game. No. no. Like, he's just he's, – he's an ambassador for Essendon, isn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah. He came back into the club when uh, things went a bit haywire. Mm. And he does sort of PR for them occasionally. They trot him out and yeah, they go, Kev, yeah. Kev, fucking oh, wind up the crowd. Glad ending and, yeah, kind of, you know, g'day, how are you? Yeah. <laughs> Ignore the stuff. What's that? That's not a needle. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that shredder. Never seen it before. Yeah. Just little things like that they get Kev to do around the yeah. club. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so what's Kev got? So he talked about how every game from the f- opening round should be played overseas. 
Every the entire every opening game. round of the AFL season would be played overseas with premiership points and a plan pitched at league headquarters by football legend Kevin Sheedy. So nine matches. Fuck, that's interesting. All nine of them. So let me think. We've had Wellington, we've had Shanghai, yep. and that's all we've had so far. Okay, so you'd have to go. All right, so where else would you go? So that, that's two. So you go New Zealand, you go Asia. Do you have two in Asia? Well, he's talked about here the matches should be played in the UK, All right. Europe. Oh, okay. South okay, of course, they're, they're out of the... They're out of the EU, so that is separate now. Yeah, that's yeah okay, right. good one. So that's actually that's quite interesting phrasing. Yeah, yeah. UK, Europe, yep. South America, Africa, the Middle East, and Asia. So let me think. That's one, two, three, four, five, six places. Yeah, all right. So where are the other three games being played, Kev? You fucking well. I think we do one in New Zealand. Yeah. All right. So that's seven. I think the moon. The moon could be. <laughs> sure. Here oh, we go. Imagine, imagine the it. moon though. You could kick one from a ninety. <laughs> Uh, wait a second. So we've had a couple of games. We've had a couple of games in this from Sheedy. We've had a couple of games in New Zealand. Yep. A game in China. We've tickled our toes in California. Definitely tickled our toes. When there. did we play in California? Oh, I think it was like years ago for a um, like a preseason game. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, teams played in LA, and I think some maybe. So I know someone played in Vancouver. I can't remember who it was, but it was on sort of an AstroTurf square field. Yep, gotcha. I reckon okay. it might have been Melbourne, and that was quite a few years ago. So I recommend we could uh, – oh, well, I know for a fact you could play at State de France. Uh-huh. Where I saw the Gunners. Yep. Um, and you could play – actually, there was uh, – In the UK, you go to Wembley, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. I actually recommend uh, there's uh, we had like kind of a, a lot of uh, wedding functions when I was in the UK. Yeah. And there was a cricket night. Actually, one day, uh, one evening. Yep. So uh, there's a ground. Uh, let me think. I think it's like the King. Off the top of my head, it's like King's Head Sports Ground or something like that. No, but you want a big Play ground, there. mate. You want a big ground. I'm saying if I want to cut costs. Oh no, they don't need to cut costs, mate. It's a world scale. We're going out there. Nine teams out. There, Eighteen teams. Sorry, traveling the world. I'm trying to think, Africa. Let me think. I think there was uh, the resort we stayed at when I was over there for I'm a Celebrity. You could. You no, could, no, uh, no, no. You got to go bigger there, than that. The, the rugby field there, so you could do that. Yeah, no. You probably play in South Africa because they're going to have the fields that can accommodate. Or do you go? Do, do you go where people have never heard of the game? Do you go straight to the Congo? Yeah. Or Rwanda. They know the game, mate. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. But if you've got Oz kickers with machetes, <laughs> how cool is that? If you've got child soldiers yeah, gotcha. patrolling the ground, how great is that? Just to give them a chance. Yeah. Instead of instead of murdering their schoolmates, mm-hmm. they have a kick of the footy. Yeah, sure. Okay, it brings the game together. Yeah, yeah. because got the, it talks about the Middle East. How many people do you think they're putting their hand up to play at the Middle East? Oh, yeah. I, mean, you... I mean in the... The real Middle East. The real Middle East, oh. yeah. But you know who you send over there? You send your Frio and your... And your West Coast, you got your traditional rivals. So you got the Muslims going for one team, and the Israelis going for the other team. Okay. And it's fucking on. You want a fucking derby slash derby, mate? You've got. I mean, you know, instead of the Battle of the Bridge, mm-hmm. you got you know the Battle for the Wall. I reckon it's a great idea. And also educate the players too. They can do a bit of tourism. Yeah, yeah, no. Right, what about the subcontinent? He's kind of left the subcontinent go. I think that's actually uh, you that's know, a good point. You got yeah. to tap into. I mean, he's talked about playing a game in India, and he's fucking left them off the list. Huh? Huh? Anyway, he actually has talked about it with the uh, with the league headquarters. Like mm. he's kind of pitched it to them. Uh, let me see. If you look back at when we used to play at Windy Hill and Victoria Park and Junction Oval and Moorabbin, I mean, hasn't life changed since the? Since in the past 30 years. Now, he's got a point. Because you remember how uh, to get from, like, Windy Hill to Victoria Park, so Essendon to Collingwood, it would take weeks. Mm. You know, you'd pack the family up in the wagon and you go, we're going to, we're going to Windy Hill. and you Half go, the family would be dead by oh, the time you got yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you wouldn't arrive at the... You'd be throwing memberships away <laughs> on your trip. You'd be handing them out. Going, I lost, I lost my eldest. Oh. Take my membership. Tragic. 
It's uh, it's particularly sad. It's particularly sad. But but uh, you know what? If if Kev's throwing it up, it's a fucking great idea. Because mm. he says uh, you can have the rest after round one. So they get a buy. Straight into a buy. Round one, buy. So we wait all year for round one to start. Yep, yep. The excitement one, of round one. Play one game and you're not allowed to go. Not in our it. country. Yeah, you can't go. You can't go. <laughs> and then we take a week then off. Then we take a week off. And then week three, fuck, teams okay. are raring to go. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it makes sense. And, and also, uh, I think we can see, like, uh, you know how those other massive leagues around the world? Yeah. How they do that as well? Yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, it's a one. very common thing. NFL, they play just one game and then take a week off. Yeah. Because you know, what's the point of playing you know, two games in a row? Oh, no. I remember when uh, the New York Giants took on the, uh, the New England Patriots in Antarctica. <laughs> That's fucking massive. I mean, Tom Brady lost four fingers in that game, but it was worth it. You know, the, the audience on television and the people that that brings into the game, I think Kev, Kev's onto something. Nah, good on him. Good on him. You like it? Good on him, sir. So did we get smashed by soccer with international clubs coming over and promoting their game? Let's have a look at promoting our game. They are obsessed with going overseas, aren't they? Yeah, they really, they really want to market it, and I, you, it's going to trickle. You'll get a little bit of an audience, but yeah. you're not going to, you're not just going to get Indians all of a sudden just going fucking berserk for it. Yeah, you got to colonise them first. Um, but what are? Aren't they going to play in India next year? Or are they talking about playing game in it India? Was, it was Shades who brought it up. So. Oh, like, wasn't it like Bombers and Tigers? Yeah, yeah. Oh, is that a shitty idea? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so that's not going to happen is what we're getting at. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, his team is going very well at the moment. They are... The Mighty Bombers. In the eight, aren't they? Well, they smashed... Oh, no, no, actually, they didn't smash. They ended up winning quite solidly against North Melbourne. North Melbourne put in a fantastic effort. Did you see the Magic Door spray on the weekend? I did watch it earlier, yeah. Was one of the greatest sprays. If you haven't seen it, get onto the AFL website. They've got the video of it. Um, So, Magic is getting... He's getting outbodied by Tom Bell, Chambers, the Essendon Ruckman. And Majak, it was his first time at go it alone Ruckman. They dropped Todd Goldstein. They said, Majak, mate, it's yours. Yep, go for You're it. number one. Yeah. We want you to fucking own it. Yeah. And he did all right in the centre bounces. He was getting some nice little sharks, sharking down got, to his players. He's got the massive leap, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. But around the ground, Bell mm. Chambers kind of, you know, bumping him out, putting the ass into him, knocking him sideways. Yeah. Which would be hard to do to Majak. Yeah, well, that's what that's what Brad Scott's point was after the game. Yeah. So basically, he goes down to the sidelines. Darren Crocker hands him the headset. Yeah. Right. And there's a bit of a pause. You can see Scotty on the phone going, "Fucking give it to him! Give it to him!" <laughs> he puts it on, and then the biggest bake you've ever seen. Yeah. And it was quite a bit of swearing. Really? Yeah. And he said something about uh, this is magic, or maybe he's calling magic. But he said, uh, "If you get." Pushed out of the fucking way one more fucking time, I'm coming down there. That'd be awesome. But what happens if he comes down there? Then what? But he could take it. He's a fucking Scott brother. He could do whatever he wants. Well, that is true. But, yeah. you know, you, you're all adults. I'm coming down there. You're like, oh, fuck off, mate. Coming down there. Yeah. That'd what are you going to do? On. Smack me? Yeah, he would have, though. He's a Scott brother. Well, How that is you, true. You hear the word fucking Scott brother. You don't go... Oh, we're here for a good time. <laughs> yeah, that is very true. <laughs> I'm not gonna it's going to end my life. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to walk again. Uh, so yeah, it is, it is one of the best sprays, and, and don't you love a good one-on-one spray? Yeah, look, I wonder, do they kind of uh, kiss and make up after the game? Like, was there any kind of footage of that? He said they had a laugh about it. Yeah, had a laugh. Had yeah. a bit of, well, Magic was like. You know, forced to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> because he was worried about it. Laugh about it! <laughs> he gets all right. Yes. Fucking laugh! Yes, yes, Mr. Scott. Yes, Mr. Scott. We're laughing, aren't we? Yeah. We're <laughs> really laughing! <laughs> Loving it, Mr. Scott. Thank you. Um, so he copped the spray, but also uh, apparently North Melbourne were very unhappy with the actions of Kale Hooker. 
yes, what did he do? So he kicked four goals in a quarter, and he was on a, uh, a young North Melbourne backman called Dan Nielsen, who I think was either in his second or third game. I'm going to say second. Mm-hmm. And he kicked four on him, and he, you know, he kind of ran up to him a couple of times and was like in his face. Let him know about it. Get Let him know did about he, it. Did he, I don't know if you can clarify, did he get in his kitchen? There was a lot of kitchen. Yeah, yeah. He got in. He like uh, he ran the dishwasher with dishwashing liquid. Jeez. It was suds everywhere. That's full on. Yeah, was, you could see. Nielsen couldn't handle it. He was deep inside the kitchen. Oh yeah, like he put he put cups back where the where the <laughs> plates went. It was fuck. He didn't know what was going on. You know, Chicken a lamb. Yeah, yeah. He fucking put he put the kettle on the hot plate. Ah shit. Yeah, melted it. Ah oh, fuck. Got into his head. That's oh, full kitchen. Yeah, but at one plate, one stage, he ran up to him, fucking ruffled his hair. Oh really? Don't fucking ruffle a man's Yeah, hair. that's a bit shit, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. It's a little bit shit. And apparently North Melbourne were unhappy with the treatment from Kale Hooker. Just yeah, went gotcha. a bit over the top. And I, I saw today, I was uh, looking at Kale Hooker's uh, Twitter. Really? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. you're the only one. Yeah. Uh, he has uh, 14,000 followers, so a few, a few of us were there. Uh-huh. But he retweeted, right, from the account of uh, Bully Zero Australia... Right, so uh, a company that or an organisation that stop, wants to stop bullying. Yep. Okay. Uh, meet Bully Zero Ambassador Essendon Champ Kale Hooker tomorrow for the Christmas in July sale from 11 a.m. I don't know what they're selling, but uh, at the Essendon Airport terminal. So he's an ambassador to stop bullying. Anti-bullying. Yeah, and he's just. And yet on the field, you feel that he was bullying. On the field, mate. There, there is nothing. If someone comes up and ruffles your hair. <sighs> If you're in a pub and someone comes up and just goes, hey, you fucking cunt, yeah, yeah. ruffles your hair. Yeah, it happens ruffle. all the time. Never yeah. ruffle a man's hair. Yeah, I know. There is something humiliating about people ruffling your hair. Like, it's very, it's the childish thing. Yes, you do it to a child. Yeah, you do it to a child, yeah, and they don't care. But also at the same time, like... Um, don't ruffle my fucking hair, mate. Yeah, but also adults, adults can't be bullied. That's my theory. You can be bullied, mate. They can, but it depends how fucking <laughs> soft you are. Like, I remember, uh, remember that... Preliminary final that I came to with you against Adelaide uh, when Kurt Tipper played his best game ever and nearly won the game. Yeah. Wait, were you there? Yeah, I was there. Were you? Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. But we weren't together, were we? You were just there. Were you in the MCC? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was with Limo and Declan Faye from the uh, oh, okay, Swedish yeah. Plum podcast. Yeah, so and I think that we night, won by five points, I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I was uh, quite openly barracking for Adelaide. <laughs> that's the kind of bloke I am. But at one point... That was 2012, so that's when we lost the grand final. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I was pretty happy the next week anyway. Yeah, yeah you were. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but at uh, one stage, Declan ruffled my hair. Oh, did he? And I was like, dude. I'm a fucking adult. Yeah, you don't do don't that. Don't be ruffling my hair, mate. Hey, can I think very quickly? I just had a thought popped in my head. Thought without um, notice? Yeah, thought without notice. Fuck. Guess who follows us on Twitter? Uh, the Wiz. Uh, no, not The Wiz. The Ricky Nixon. Uh, no, not Flogpod. Ah, hashtag flog to- Flogpod, um, if you don't mind. But I don't know if you've seen it, but um, the... I hope he doesn't listen. I'm, I imagine he doesn't. But um, the old guy from SCG. Oh, he follows us? Yeah, Kenny Williams. I saw someone pointed it out to us on our Twitter this yeah, morning. So I think it's Adrian who sent us a message about his uh, the fact he has a Twitter account. Yeah, yeah. here we go. Um, so Kenny uh, at Kenny underscore SCG. He follows us. Kenny Williams follows the Junk Time AFL podcast. Follows the Junk Time AFL podcast. Can you give us a few of Kenny's tweets? What's he tweet about? There's a picture of him with Matt. Oh, hang on. Let me just guess. It's uh, it's going to be uh, Sydney Swans football related? Yeah, no. He's all over the Pride game. So there's about four or five photos of him at the Pride game. Yep. Um, 
Let me think. Uh, here we go. Kenny, what are you right? What, what about Kenny? What are you on? Does he? All right, try, try and find one that isn't about the Swans, if you can. Let, let's see what's Kenny up. What what's Kenny up to? Like, does he go? Um, had to get up at three in the morning to go for a piss again. Yeah, there's not much. Shat my pants. All Swans related so far. Hashtag awkward. Scroll down. Yeah, no, he doesn't get too political. I must he just say. wrote throwback Thursday erection. 1962 was my last one. Let me see. Uh, is I think you got watch his grandkid playing, playing uh, like a under, you know, like underage game. Yep, yep. Um, there's a lot of retweeting of swans. Uh, so he's a little bit dull. Dull? What do you mean dull? No, sorry, sorry, sorry. I take that back. It's fucking Kenny, mate. Yeah, no, mate. We love Kenny. I mean, he had a fucking camera on his hat. Of course, we love him. <laughs> We've lived life in Kenny's shoes. Here we go. Um, well, he's retweeted. Positive one about him. So Shannon Byrne, who is a journo for grandstands, yep. ABC. Did he write his name or did he tag his handle into it? Like, is Kenny searching on himself? No, he's retweeted himself. Yeah, so there's a picture of him with a couple of Swans players, probably after a win, yep. probably about to do the song. Shannon's written the love, and a- the, lo- the love, admiration and respect in this pick is second to none at Kenny underscore SDG and the Sydney Swans players all smile after win Sydney Derby. So it must have been around the beat Giants. There's, there's not one tweet so far, I think, that hasn't been football-related. Okay. So he loves his swans. I think we've got a feeling over the last 30, <laughs> 35 years he yeah, does okay. love his swans. Do you think – was he a South Melbourne fan or was he Sydney-based? Do we know that far back in the Kenny Williams uh, story? That's a good question. Did he move there? That's a good question. I'll because you know, up. like, <clears throat> AFL footballers can barely afford to – live in Sydney. How does a, a pensioner do it? Uh, here we go. First thing, right in Kenny Williams. And the headline is, Kenny Williams has been cheering the red and white for 85 years. So He moved. He, I reckon he probably was a South fan. And South Melbourne. Moved. Yeah, here we go. I uh, happened, oh, happened to move to Sydney before the club relocated in 1983. So he moved up there. I wonder what he did up there. Hang on, he happened to move. He happened to move, yeah. He didn't move because of them. Oh, right. So, Because that was the year they moved, wasn't it? We were in 82. Yes, yeah, so I think it said before he, he he was a lifelong Swan supporter who happened to move to Sydney before the club relocated in 93. So it doesn't say when he actually moved. He yeah, moved okay. there in 1954 or whatever. Yep. Oh, here we go. 1949, he moved to Sydney to work with local trainer Phil Alotta. Oh, is he, he's in the, into the, in the horse into horses. Game, maybe. Yeah. Or maybe he's in the dish lickers. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I prefer dish lickers. Yeah. yeah. I reckon, you know what, Kenny's catching the possums that, uh, <laughs> that they bait him with. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, Kenny walks out into a, he goes in Newtown and catches, uh, catches wombats. <laughs> uh, wombats in Newtown. Uh, then, here we go. Adam Goods doesn't like his cauliflower baked. Oh, I get you. So the players come over to the house every now and then, have a bit of a meal. Oh. Yeah. So Mr. Williams made a special meal for the Australian of the Year who's been coming to the Williams' home since he was 17. Huh. That's amazing. So he brings a few players over and they have a bit of a catch-up. Now, I wonder. Fuck, I wish we knew that when Goodsy was playing. Because you really, that's a way to get into a man's head. You oh, s- like you're standing next to him and you go, what's wrong with baked cauliflower, <laughs> fuck it. And he's like, how the fuck, what? How often would you have baked cauliflower? I've never thought of having baked cauliflower. Um, yeah, but he's, he's been cooking stuff since like, you know, World War One. He's now, on rations. Here's the question. Okay. Question without notice. Oh, fuck, again. Oh, I've broken my pen. Uh, do you think players at the Swans feel as comfortable around Kenny mm. as players at Collingwood would feel comfortable about Joffa? Like, who do you reckon weirds players out the more? I'm going to say Joffa. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think, although you tend to see Kenny, like, does Joffa get access into the change rooms? That's a good point. No, no. So they, Kenny's always in there leading the song and yeah. annoying the fuck out of everyone when they win. So if Joffa says to a Swans player, come over for dinner, we'll cook you up. We won't bake the cauliflower, but no, we'll cook no, you up no. a meal. Yeah. Okay, if Joffa said to a Collingwood player, yep. come over, yeah. cook up a meal, do you reckon that they, the Swans players are more happy to go to Kenny's than uh, Collingwood would be happy to go to Joffa? I would say the Swans players would feel safer <laughs> going to Kenny's um, and then going to Joffa's, uh-huh. I think. There's probably a little bit more. Uh, like, what do you talk to? Doesn't Joffa have a bodyguard, didn't you say that? I oh, know Limo said that he had a bodyguard. Like protection, like at the game? At the game, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, because okay, yeah, so well, his gold wins. jacket is gold. Yeah, surely no, no, no security has to go around Kenny. Kenny's not going to start anything. No, no, no. He's not going to start no. anything, Kenny. Yeah, no. Yeah. You just got to watch what you say around Kenny. No, I think people would be more comfortable to hang out with. Actually, with we better Kenny. wrap up shortly because I've actually got Graham Birch will come out for dinner. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there was a flare at the Adelaide Oval, Adam. Oh, and you know what really pissed me off? What is wrong with the people of South Australia? Oh, they had a Mark I mean, Robinson headline earlier this year. Yes. Haven't they got better things? To, haven't they got bananas to throw? <laughs> you know, they've got better things to do than that. <laughs> you know? No, it's just you know what pissed me off though. Seeing it on the on the uh, in the newspapers over the weekend in the the digital news, and it said, oh, you know, some hooligans lit. And you go, they're not hooligans. Hooligans mm. are for soccer. They were dickheads. Yeah, just give it to them. They were dickheads. Yeah. They took a flare and they lit it. But I said, flare is like just really annoying in general. Like, there's it just you know, there's a lot of smoke and a lot of flame, and you kind of can't really see anything. And it would have been cha- um, uh, chock a block. Well, yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, do they run hot? Like, do people have to move away? Can you get can you get burnt from a flare? I think so. Yeah, I don't yeah. think you should. You shouldn't be going going near. You shouldn't be trying to touch it. Yeah, and I also feel sorry for the search and rescue people who fucking straight away up into the planes. Yeah, they go, oh, fucking the, someone's uh, lost at the Adelaide Oval. Yeah, there was a where do we land? Helicopter hovering above. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't know where to land. They're yeah. just going fuck. We'd, we'll go there. We'll go the fat side of the ground. Then they, <laughs> then the switches on. They're like fuck. Can't land there. <laughs> it's really tough. It's just not fair. No, it's, it's ridiculous. Not fair. Yeah. What do you buy a flare? Can you, well, what like a marine, kind of stuff do you buy flare? Well, marine supplies, I guess, because it's for your boat, isn't it? Well, maybe like an army disposal. So yeah, I would, I would say so. It yeah. wouldn't be that hard to purchase. Yeah, get out, man. How is after a flare? Yeah. Okay, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just heading to footy. Oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah, oh, you'll need you'll need to hide that. Oh, okay. What's the best way to do it? I oh, just put it in a, a Pringles uh, packet, and that's yes. the way people <laughs> smuggle into the soccer. Because they're very clever. What do you think? Uh, it was a great win by Adelaide the other night too. We didn't think Danger was going to play. They didn't tag Rory Sloan, which was a huge, huge mistake because he mm. played really fucking well. It was a top-of-the-table clash, wasn't it? It certainly was. They're looking pretty good at the minute, Adelaide. Yeah. Okay. Question with that notice yep. at this stage. Who wins the flag? Adelaide. Really? Yep. Okay. I, I, I've had queries on Geelong all year and I still don't. Yeah. Uh, I still don't rate them as being the yeah. number one. And I think just because uh, GWS are kind of sliding and look very vulnerable at the moment. They do, don't they? I would say Adelaide are the front runners. Yeah, they've probably been the most consistent form-wise, haven't they? Yeah, I think so. They had a couple of, you know, iffy losses. Mm. But, I mean, the Tigers at their best. But, you know, we don't know what we're going to get from Richmond in the finals. It's a different kind of race. It would be fine if Richmond got all the way, though, didn't it? Mate, if Richmond made the grand final, yeah. Melbourne would be the fucking best place to be yeah. for five days. And if they lost, that Saturday night would be the funniest <laughs> night that we've ever. If they lost in a, if they choked, if they gave up a big lead in yeah, the grand like final, yeah, like they lost, like they were, they were five goals ahead, like the Carlton at three elimination time. final, yeah, yeah, and lost, and then coughed it up. It would be. <laughs> I would, no matter where I was, I would fly back to Melbourne. If I was anywhere in the yep. world, I would fly back just for that. It would be the fucking funniest 
night of anyone's life, except uh, for like Richmond supporters. Hey, what about the Baggers, man? Yesterday against Brisbane. Come on, man. You could have done better than that. Brisbane are a very good team. I, I think you remember, you've I think been you saying that for a while. Yeah, I have. Well, I mean, they won the they won the flags in. What, oh, one, oh, two, oh, three. Yeah, sure. So they got a three-peat. They got I mean, form. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. 14 years ago. No, but you're fuck, right. yeah. a lot of those. No, I mean, I no one's still around. I think they made the finals in 09. Yeah. yeah. And so who'd they, they beat? So they've been up for a long time. Yeah, and they beat <laughs> Carlton. To credit. They beat Carlton. So they've got the wood on us. Yeah. So they're a very good team. And Bryce Gibbs had a tag on him. And uh, how many touches did Bryce give Habs to half-time? He had a tag on him from uh, Tom Rockliffe. I'm going to say, when you asked the question, I'm going to say five. I would have loved five. Oh, really? I'd have been really happy with five. Yeah, I think he had uh, one. Fuck, that's hard work yeah. for a half a footy to get one touch. Yeah, you, you've got to be on the bench. You've got to be concussed in the opening minute. Yeah, no, you need. You've got to be concussed by the ball as you were marking it. Someone needs to have taken you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toby Green needed to take you out. Yeah, just to snap <laughs> you in the head. Toby Green, fuck, what what goes on there? How does his anger management like? They go make counter ten. He goes one two three, bang, and then hits him anyway. I didn't find the whack too big. Who was the whack on? Let me think. I was trying to think. It was Alex Rance. I thought he went course, down yeah. a little bit easily. I Alex thought Rance. he actually did a bit of the old faking, I reckon, Rance. I, I wouldn't say he faked. I just thought he... About him, but yeah, I reckon he... Yeah, the, the hit wasn't as big as Rance's reaction. Now, admittedly, yes. a hit to the face is going to impact because it hurts. Yes. Um, like, uh, what is it? Sicily on Saturday night against uh, the Dockers. Yes. Uh, he got kicked in the face with a ball. And, and he lost his fucking mind. Yeah, I know. But also, I think everybody watches that and goes, they've remembered, they remember getting hit in the face with the ball. And yeah. there is nothing more painful than getting hit in the face with the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember once, uh, so we were in high school, I reckon we were about year 10, and we were kicking the ball around in the quadrangle before school. Mm-hmm. And it, was, it had been raining, so the ball was wet. It was yeah, heavy. Yeah. And someone's gone to boot it, you know, the, the 30 metres across the quadrangle. And it's come off the side of the boot and hit the kid standing next to him on a cold winter's morning, like oh, flash, fuck. wet ball in the face. Yeah. Like you could see the line of, you yeah, know, the yeah. joining pieces of leather. Yeah. It would have, he would, he'd still be sore now. Yeah. No, I remember getting in the face, like, uh, pretty much like a Sicily-like. Yeah. And I had never felt pain like that before. It fucking hurts. Yeah. yeah. And I've been stabbed. Yeah, <laughs> well, self-stabbing is not the same. So James Sisley, if you didn't see it, after that he uh, he goes berserk at the umpire and says that should have been kicking in danger because yeah, the yeah. foot came very close to his head. Yeah, it wasn't kicking in danger, but it, it, very close to. Yeah. Very close to. And then uh, who's number 30 for Hawthorne? Uh, Hardwick, I think. Would that be right? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. So he initially just put his arm around and was like, hey, mate, cut it out. And then uh, Taylor Jurea, is that his name? Yeah. Doc. Duray. Why is he called Doc? Duray. Um, because he's a PhD. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> he runs over and sort of pushes Sicily and goes, mate, just fucking settle down. Yeah. And then Sicily goes berserk at him, Absolutely fucking loses his mind, and then turns around and just tells Dorea to fuck off. Yeah, and then Rafi had to come and give him a hug. At half at time? break, He's yeah. like, just fucking settle down, sunshine. Well, There's a, a lot of tension in the world, man. But can I, I, can I just say, in, in uh, Alex Rance's defence, he's a very beautiful man. Uh, and he's a, a fucking little fucking cheeky little monkey too. He's very right? funny. He's very funny. I mean, he rode a scooter on carpet. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just fucking funny games down but there. But there's footage of him like at the team photo and he's kind of making faces and stuff like that. Have you ever seen that? No. Uh, I can't remember where I found it before. It was a few weeks ago, but it was like they're taking the team photo and yeah. he's kind of there like just mucking around, making faces and kind of, you know, popping stuff on people's heads and oh, I'm a little bit crazy. Yeah, right. See, he's a fun guy. Yeah. And he realises post-footy, he needs that face. He needs uh, that dial because uh, everyone loves Alex. Alex Rance, yeah. great player, beautiful man, yeah. great body, mm. good uh, religious values. Does he still have a school? Yes, I think he does. Yeah. There's no reason for Alex Rance. And you can't have, you can't have the principal 
with a broken jaw. No, I'm just looking up now. You can't you can't do an announcement at lunchtime going, This is your picture of experience speaking. So does Toby Green get a week for that? He got two. It, okay. it was basically worth a week, but because of his uh, terrible, terrible record, okay. it got bumped up to two. So here we go, Kane Corns. Mm. I see. See, he's been very good at kind of getting him, getting his name out there, doesn't he? Was oh, he's been brilliant. Was it last week? Didn't he say something last? He said week? Patrick Dangerfield exaggerated his injuries. That's right. So here's the headline. Okay, I'm just getting it up now. I just typed Alex Rance into Google News. Uh, Kane Corns, Alex Rance, think of your legacy and stop diving. Yes, that's what I thought when Toby Green punched him in the face. I reckon di- I reckon Rance took a bit of a dive. Is that from today, that article? That is from an hour ago. Oh, well, red hot. No one else is talking about this. <laughs> We're fresh with the news. So Alex Rance is a phenomenal footballer, but say? he has a decision to make and he needs to make it quickly. Does he want to be remembered as one of AFL's greatest and toughest defenders or mm-hmm. one of the best defenders who is also a diver? Can we just say, we we brought that up before we saw the Kane Corns article. So we influence Kane Corns, essentially. We think the same as Kane. I oh, know, actually, I'm just, let me finish, Adam. Yep. It says, uh, <laughs> earlier today I was listening to the Junk Time AFL <laughs> podcast and they raised a very interesting point. <laughs> Which, amazingly, I heard even though they were recording it at the time. And it's not a live radio show. Yeah, so uh, so Kane's gone a bit bit bang. Bang. Bing. Bing. But I, I, I actually, I think he does have a tendency to throw the head back and let the knees Show go a little bit soft. Kick. Yeah. Okay. So in which case, he's a fucking cunt and we should get rid of him. Should we play? We'll wrap it up shortly. Okay. Should we? I mean, our live show on Sunday, September 3rd, try booking. Mate, you sound a bit more excited about it. Well, I'll tell you what I'm excited about. Can, can we just very quickly play Australia's favourite game? Yeah. Why don't we play a little game called What's Trav Been Up To? Yes, he's back. He's back. He's back at the club because, remember, he stepped away because he had some uh, mental health issues. Nothing wrong with that. Mm. As uh, as I defended last week with Nick Maxwell yeah. uh, heavily pushing <laughs> the other way, right? yeah, yeah I, uh, I said that there's nothing wrong with that and it's good. Good on you, Trav, but he's, he's getting back to the club so the boys can what, Michael? Get around him. Get around him. Can I uh, – we'll just do one Instagram photo. Okay. And – it's pretty cool. It's a good one. I really like this one. Okay. Here we go. There is a photo of an ultrasound. Oh, look out. Here we go. Not the clearest picture. This is from Trav. Not the clearest picture. Don't tell me Bruce is pregnant. But our bub wasn't keen on keeping still. Relatively speechless after today's scan... Seeing each little finger was pretty special. Can't wait to meet our little girl. Aww. So proud of my beautiful wife and excited for this next chapter of our lives. Can't, can't help himself. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> Past the halfway mark. There we go. Trav's having a baby. That's beautiful. Trav's having a little bub. Was the baby wearing a glove? <laughs> well, he said I got to see all the fingers, so maybe not quite yet. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. okay. Oh, big congrats to both of you, and I'm looking through the comments, and they're they're all positive. Well, you would fucking hope so. Yeah, I know, but it's the fucking internet too. <laughs> Remember that? Yes, no, that's a very good so point. So, congrats to Trav and it's Beck, isn't it? I think so. Oh, well, no wonder they moved out to the farm. Yeah, they just want to want the little little tacker to roam around and spray footballs wherever he wants. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do that in queue. Uh, adorable. Yeah. Good on you, Trav. Well done, Trav. Congratulations. Hey, you'll get to take him to the Melbourne show. Yeah, absolutely he yeah. will. There'll be Melbourne shows every year. Shall we, have we run out of stories, I think? Have we run out? 
I think we're I think we're done. Is there any footballers in real life? Oh, actually, yeah. Let me look that up. You keep talking, and I'll look up some footballers in real life. Get the emails up. Well, what else can I keep talking about? I mean, uh, all right, I'll, I'll plug the the live show one more time. So uh, yeah. September third, three p.m. We've got, of course, Luke Hodges on. We're going to have some other special guests. But head to trybooking.com, type in junk time, and uh, you can get yourself a hot the hottest ticket in town. Because you know, there's no AFLX. So what else are you going to fucking do? Number fourteen, Luke Hodge. Football is in real life. Here we go. What From we Claire. Mm-hmm. Hi, guys. While waiting for my flight to Melbourne at Adelaide, Adelaide Airport this afternoon, who do I see walking towards me? We're at Ryan Fitzy Fitzgerald. Oh, look at the big Fitz. Sydney flight. After being appropriately starstruck, two minutes later, along comes Matthew Lloyd. Lloydo. <laughs> uh, followed by Jared Waitley and then Anthony Hudson, all presumably in Adelaide for the Crows v Cats clash tonight. Notes. Lloyd and Waitley stopped in exactly the same spot to jack it up. Waitley in a light green puffer jacket, which I found surprising. Anthony Hudson seems to have a bit of reverse Joe Danaher going on. Hope you don't mind a two guys, one cup reference, implying he has a uh, large head. Oh, okay. Oh, does Joe Danaher have a tiny little head? You know that. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, From Seb. Uh, Spotted Dustin Martin playing kick-to-kick with a couple of mates across Barclay Street in Elwood. That's a suburb of Melbourne near Jerry's Milk Bar on Tuesday, Arvo. Oh, I know where that is, yeah. Yeah. So kind of... Hang on, he was playing kick-to-kick on Barclay Street. Yeah, yeah. It's quite a busy street. Well, here's an interesting thing. It's like a road. It's not a street. Kind of a weird one as this is a main street and they were kicking it across a four-way intersection. (laughs) So I think they were kicking it over the... Over the road. Yeah, okay, cool. He was wearing a black hoodie and black running shorts. One of his mates may have been Stephen Morris, but only caught a glance as they moved out of the way for me to drive past and just noticed the dead stare and blonde hair of a genuine psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> Seen Dusty around the traps in Elwood a few times. He always has a footy with him. Never any chopsticks, though. Pretty sure he's the only El- Elwood resident with throat, throat taps. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Elwood is quite a nice suburb, but, uh, you know, Dusty's got the, mar- he's got the money. That's interesting. So I think that... I think that seemed to imply that like they're just kicking it over the road. Yeah. From traffic light to traffic light. Well, I mean, you don't want to play on the road. And he's a good kick. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, have skills. Uh, from Tim, uh, just ran into Bob Murphy at Kmart in Northcote. Unfortunately, I didn't see what he's buying, but he looked pretty chilled. Bob Murphy, always yeah. chilled. Uh, I always imagined he'd be a Maya man or an outside chance for Tiger, but Kmart proves that even though he's shopping in Northcote, he is a man of the people. He is a man of the people. Oh, he was never going to be a Maya dude. You know what? I actually did a bit of stand-up in Berlin. I uh-huh. did like three gigs in the end. Yeah. Yeah, because I thought, I thought I had nothing. A dust comedy club? Yeah, I didn't have anything to do at night, and so I figured like I'll go and do a gig and you get to meet people. and stuff. You know what I did? I met a guy. I'll tell you what he does. He works in porn. So if you it sounds to, like the start of a porn. I know. Well, if you <laughs> want to go to, he, he works for a company called Bedoink, Bedoink VR. <laughs> so it's, it's virtual reality pornography. Oh yeah. And so he writes scripts for pornography. Yeah. And hang uh, on, hang on, and hang does on, other on, jobs in the line. Writes scripts. Yeah, I know, you know. That's the thing. But he also said like, he he he'll watch it and he gets satisfaction out like they deliver the line correctly. So he'll be like, he, does, he like doesn't care about the actual yeah. porn. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because now he says it feels like work. But he, um, but he said, uh, but he, like when the porn star kind of, you know, goes, put your fist in my anus. Yeah, hits the line yeah. correctly. He's like, oh, <laughs> it's chuffed. Thank fuck. Yeah, they've done it right. Oh, that's great. But yeah. Anyway, go to Bedoink VR. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I won't. So what was I saying? Oh yeah. So I went to a <laughs> did a gig. So the third one I did. The guy there was a guy in afterwards who from Australian, from Australia and. Uh, 
it was his first time on stage doing his first gig. And then there were a few uh, ladies in the crowd from Melbourne. Oh, yeah. And he was saying he grew up in Northcote, right? Yeah. And they, they were from Carlton. Yeah. And he said, oh, I don't know where that is. And I'm like, fucking next to each other. You didn't grow up in Northcote. And I'm like, how do you, how do you not know You grew that? up in a fucking basement. Yeah. I'm like, how do you not know? You have to know Carlton. I mean, yeah. there's, a fucking, there's a fucking football club from there, mate. It was bizarre. It was, anyway, anyway. I'll tell you what we should do, actually. What's that? Um, again, another overseas story. I'm mm. sorry to be that guy. But when I downloaded podcasts in France and Germany, yeah, often the ads would be um, in French or German. Hang so on, they, for for Australian? No, like I usually most of my podcasts are downloaded are American. Yeah, but they'd go to an ad and it would be in the native language of that land. Is that right? Yeah. So I was thinking, Jug Time's missing out some pretty sweet coin. Yeah. So I'm looking here at our numbers here. Okay. So if there are any US companies or United Kingdom companies mm. that want to advertise. Also, Singapore. We've got good numbers in Singapore. Yeah. Good numbers in Japan. Um, Canada and New Zealand. So that actually, work like America and UK, they can be English. But then Sweden and Germany. If there are any companies out there that want to get a... What about Bedoink VR? Bedoink VR. <laughs> <laughs> I'd happily, I would happily be sponsored by a <laughs> pornography company. I think that would just sum up this podcast so very, very well. Oh, God. Anyway. If anyone does want to advertise with us, feel but free. Yeah, any, any, I, I'm looking at the non, non-English. So Singapore, uh, Sweden, Germany. If any company is out there... And we're looking at you, Benoit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but even if there's any, any Australian ones, we have great listenership. We have many, many millions of listeners. Tens of thousands. Yeah. Uh, feel free to, to let us know and we'll happily do that. Otherwise, if you're, you're a listener and you love us, give us a great review on, uh, on iTunes. Tell your friends about us. Let's spread the fucking junk time word. Yeah, and we're going to spread the word about our live show on Sunday, September 3, 3 p.m. at the European Beer Cafe. Go to trybooking.com, type in junk time live show. You'll find out. Luke Hodge is going to be our special guest. We're going to hit the road. We are junk time AF or pod at Gmail. At Facebook, on Twitter. But before we go, I just want to say we got sent probably the best, uh, the best table I've ever seen, the perfect bar table. Did you see this that got sent through to our Twitter? Oh, feed? that's right. Is that Gordon who sent a tweet? Yeah. yeah. So that's the. Is that that's a, is it, would that be Adelaide over? Do you reckon? I would hope so. Yeah, hope that's so. A, essentially a bar. I suppose there's a, a table, bar to table. Get your drinks on, and it's wrapped around advertising Matani chicken salt. It is the best. We'll put it up on our Facebook page. It is the greatest bar. Stool table I've ever seen. Bar it's, table. I've it's a beautiful seen. thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I would want one. You would want one in your lounge room. I've got one in my lounge room. Well, that's true. Yeah, I have seen it. Anyway, we've got to get out of here because Grant Birchall's coming up. To okay, place. cool. Good dinner. <laughs> We're gonna see you later. Go Hawks. Go Blues.
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.